Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural cycles, to improve health, and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I am so glad you are listening today. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about ways to effectively talk with your doctor or other healthcare professionals about your menstrual cycle concerns and how it is so incredibly important for you to be your own advocate. I also want to give you ways to help you to get on the same page as the person who's ultimately trying to help you, even if it doesn't seem like you're speaking the same language all the time. So I'm going to share a story about a family member of mine who we will call Julie, who recently called me to ask my advice. Julie told me she was dealing with really heavy periods and she had talked with her doctor about it and they just wanted to put her on birth control pills. She had started taking it because she thought that was the only answer, but she had so many side effects with the pills and she wanted to stop taking it. Julie didn't know what to do, and she was frustrated that her doctor didn't have the same understanding of menstrual cycles as I did. Unfortunately, she lives really far away from me, and I don't have a medical license in the state where she lives, so I wasn't able to be her doctor. But she wanted to know how to be able to talk with her own doctor so she could get on the same page regarding her menstrual cycle concerns. I thought my conversation with her might be relevant to share with all of you as to how to work with a doctor who doesn't understand fertility awareness methods or charting your cycles, or possibly how to work with a doctor whose first reaction to any menstrual cycle irregularity is to just give you birth control. So I want to start with giving you all some background about medical training in general, as well as what we learned during that training in regards to women's health. Now, all doctors go through at least four years of undergraduate study and then an additional four years of medical school. By the time you graduate from medical school, you are actually a doctor, but you do have to go through an additional residency and whatever your specialty is if you are going to practice medicine. At a minimum, a residency program is at least three years up to many more years, depending upon what you're specializing in. So when we look at it from after undergraduate work is completed, at a minimum, doctors have an additional seven years of training before they are out on their own independently seeing patients. Now, many people would think that over the course of that seven years, at some point in time, that it would make sense for all doctors to come out of their training understanding fully what they need to know about the female menstrual cycle hormones, reproductive endocrinology, all of those pieces. But unfortunately, that is just not the case. So I want to share a little bit about my own experience with medical education. Now, I went to an exceptional medical school and had an amazing education at my residency program. It wasn't as though any of the programs were bad. There was just a lack of education that was provided, specifically in regards to fertility awareness-based methods. Now, one of the things that I recall from medical school was that we had a lecture that talked about the pharmacology of oral contraceptives. The instructor was comparing all the different types of birth control that people can use, and there was one slide that talked about natural family planning, and it said, this is the rhythm method. It is highly ineffective. We don't recommend using it because people have big families and it doesn't work well to prevent pregnancy. And then the professor moved on. 
That single slide was the full summation of all of the education that I received on fertility awareness methods throughout my medical school career. Now, luckily, I knew that I personally wanted to learn more, so I went out and found additional training to get to where I am today. But for the average medical student, there's just not even the exposure to understanding fertility awareness methods in any measurable way unless they are seeking it out on their own. So fast forward to my residency and I thought, okay, for sure now I'll have an opportunity to learn more from a specialist. I'll work with a gynecologist or an endocrinologist who is somebody who really specializes in hormones, and then I will be able to know enough about the female menstrual cycle and fertility. But what I found out was that every single specialist I worked with would look at women with menstrual cycle or hormonal problems, and the first-line treatment that was always recommended was some type of oral contraceptives. No, I kept asking questions and wanted to know why are we putting all these women on birth control? Why would we not work to correct the underlying hormonal imbalance that's going on to resolve their problems instead? Now, I tell you this to help you understand that the education that is out there for medical professionals, at least in our mainstream education, is lacking. Now, there are many reasons for this, but one big thing is to pay attention to where companies have funded research through pharmaceutical medications, devices, implants, or surgical procedures. And unfortunately, these companies can greatly influence the research studies that are actually completed and published, as well as then what is provided for education in medical schools and residency programs, and really what is more mainstream as far as what our patients come in asking us for. Now, another reason is that the medical community has not done a great job as a whole of keeping up with the understanding that not all fertility awareness methods are the same as far as how effective they are, how to educate people on this, as well as the methods of really tracking your cycles well. For those of you that have been listening to my podcast for a while and are familiar with other fertility awareness methods, you know that this is very far from the rhythm method, which developed about 100 years ago. I tell you all of this to help you understand that when you go to have a discussion with your doctor and you show them your cycle or your charting, they may look at you with some confusion because it's just not mainstream enough that most physicians know about these methods other than what they may or may not have learned in their past education. So give them a little bit of grace. Feel free to educate them in a respectful manner and let them know how this system works for you. You know, As a physician, there are lots of things that I don't know, and I have learned so much from my patients. As doctors, most of us are committed to lifelong learning, where we know that there will always be new things to learn and to understand. And most physicians will really appreciate when people can educate us in a way that's respectful, or at least to find that something is interesting and new for us. Now, the second part would be to consider how you can really be an advocate for yourself and what are some things you can do to speak up about what you know about charting your cycles. You know so much about why charting your cycles is important, why you would want to avoid some of these other potential treatment options like birth control pills or other devices or artificial hormones. So when I talked to my family member, Julie, I gave her advice about what to say to her doctor. I started off by encouraging her to start with identifying her particular symptoms. Then I asked her to share when in her cycle those symptoms were occurring 
and to ask for additional evaluation to understand if her symptoms were related to her hormones and her cycle in order to identify the underlying cause of what's going on. Now, with this kind of a discussion, you're going to be able to tell fairly quickly whether or not you're working with a healthcare professional who is willing to listen to your concerns and evaluate them further in a way that is appropriate. You will also find out if you're working with somebody who is only willing to treat you with a standardized treatment of their choice. Now, I'm not saying that based on their response, you have to decide whether or not you're going to stay working with this individual for the rest of your life. However, I certainly would say that if you are working with anyone who is not willing to listen to your symptoms seriously, whether that's in regards to your menstrual cycle health or any other health condition, we want to make sure that that professional is trying to understand truly the root cause of your concerns. And if they have no intention on wanting to do so, it might be time to find another physician. Because there are plenty of amazing doctors out there who will take the time to listen, understand, and get to the root cause of your problems. So once you know you're working with someone who will help you figure out that root cause of your symptoms, the next part is in evaluating and figuring out a diagnosis. And then you can start to discuss your treatment options. As physicians, we are taught that there are many different options and ways to treat things once we have a specific diagnosis. Now, physicians certainly have their own bias as far as what they feel most comfortable with for a treatment course or what they think works best. However, the bottom line is that you should be given options for treatment and that you should be able to have good communication about any potential side effects, interactions with other medications, and impacts on your health as well as what the intended outcome is. Unfortunately, I've often seen that people are prescribed medications without any discussion about how the drug works, what the potential side effects are, but they're just told, go take this medication to fix a problem that may not even have a named diagnosis. Ultimately, you want to have an end goal in mind when it comes to treatment course. So, for example, if you're having heavy periods, we need to figure out the underlying cause start a treatment plan, and we should have an expectation as to see significant improvement in a particular time frame. Now, if we don't see improvement within that time frame, then we move on to the next treatment option. You deserve to work with someone who will walk through this process with you and make adjustments as needed to treat the underlying cause of your symptoms. And this doesn't just apply to menstrual cycle irregularities or to fertility issues but really with any medical concerns. Unfortunately, there's not nearly enough medical professionals out there who have the same type of training as I do that are working towards excellence in restorative reproductive medicine. If you're having a hard time finding somebody in your area, there are many different resources out there that you can go to look at. I was recently at a conference sponsored by SACS about fertility. And they do have a provider directory online that you can search your area to find providers that have knowledge in fertility awareness methods and appropriate diagnosis, evaluation, and treatment. There's also other professional organizations that have directories where you can find physicians and healthcare professionals throughout the world that have this type of training. Hopefully this will help you find somebody who will take you seriously, who will listen to your concerns as this is the first step to getting the answers you deserve. Now, if you would like to work with somebody who really can be speaking your same language when it comes to navigating your journey 
with menstrual cycle irregularities or fertility in a way that is natural and restorative, I would love the chance to work with you. Go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to learn how our care model for natural women's healthcare can benefit you. From our website, you may also schedule a free discovery call with me to evaluate if this type of care is right for you. We are currently able to see people for in-person appointments in the Cedar Rapids area or can arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share this podcast with someone in your life who would benefit from our services. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more empowering content. I sincerely appreciate your support and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.